You're listening to Selfish the Podcast. This is the place where we make much ado about you. I'm your host, Allie Martin. Thanks for joining me. creative force behind Lauren Shitwood Events and Oleo Event Group, Lauren Shitwood has spent the last 10 years planning weddings, corporate events, fundraisers, social galas, and parties. With a client list full of Louisville, Kentucky's who's who in the corporate, social, and charity markets, Lauren Shitwood is the go-to girl to get it done. I have followed and admired her work for years, and I am so excited for you to get to hear how this chick tackles life. Thank you so much for talking with me today, Lauren. Thank you. I'm so excited. So just tell us about yourself first and kind of how Lauren Chitwood Events was created. Sure. So I have never had a real job, um, you know, which is kind of a, a strange strange feeling. You know, my, my husband jokes all the time that I would have been the worst employee. So I guess it's good that I dodged that bullet. But um, I graduated from the University of Kentucky, um, which I still be, bleed blue and am thrilled to have them as my alma mater. And I um, have a degree in communications and PR. I graduated in 2008, which, um, you know, many of us remember 2008. I know you've had some people note that time um, in our our country's economic life a few times on this podcast before. And, you know, I didn't know what I was going to do. I got married right out of school to my college sweetheart. And I remember, um, you know, telling Nick, my husband, that, oh, you know, maybe I could do this. I've done, I've, you know, I worked for somebody in college. I did intern, um, with another event planner and did a lot of development work for UK and, you know, kind of dabbled around in things that definitely had to do with hosting and hospitality. And I said, you know, maybe I could do this. And I remember the comment, which still makes me giggle. I said, well, Nick, like if I could cover our grocery bill and our cell phone bill, like that would be success for me. Little did you know. Also, oh, how awesome and how far we've come. So, um, Lauren Chitwood Events was born about 10 years ago. Um, since then we have progressed, um, which now I have two companies, um, which is Lauren Chitwood Events, which caters to kind of the ultra luxury leisure side for milestone occasions, wedding, bar bat mitzvahs, um, just because, um, events or, um, you know, big milestone birthdays. And then we have Oleo event group, which, um, you know, it's been an amazing transition how the Lauren Chitwood events client has really fed the Oleo client. Um, you know, for obvious reasons, you know, you had to achieve a certain amount of success and you probably worked for that to be able to do it. And once they had an experience with us on the social side, it was a very natural transition for them to bring us into their corporate world. So that's really how that's grown. And, you know, Olio has been launched, gosh, in the past year, but, you know, Olio or the framework of Olio has been serving clients for probably five or six years. We just didn't separate it and segment the market until recently. So needless to say, you are a very busy woman. <laughs> so what is your personal philosophy when it comes to self-love? 
So, you know, I probably have leaned more into the idea of this in the past probably three years. Um, you know, I, I ran ragged for a really long time because it just felt like what had to happen. It, the idea that there was time for me to take care of myself was really a foreign concept. And, you know, it, it candidly took a little bit of a health scare to go, okay, like I, I cannot be, and as I call it, like I can't be whacked. Like I cannot be so whacked. Mm, yeah. <laughs> so, um, you know, I went to the doctor and, just said, I'm exhausted. I have no reason to be exhausted. I'm healthy. I've got kids. They're sleeping through the night. You know, yes, I have two businesses. Yes, I have all this, but like, I'm dying. Like I literally just, my giddy up is gone. And, you know, we had a good, candid, long conversation about stress and about, you know, the toll that it was taking on my life. And, you know, we did some blood work and you know, save it for another podcast, but the hormonal journey of your body after three babies is like, holy moly. So, you know, I really started taking time to manage stress, make a real lifestyle change. Um, you know, even though, you know, my husband would probably like roll his eyes at that comment because I don't know that he totally believes that I've, um, de-stressed my life, but, um, but it's, it's been helpful for me. And so the keys to that and really what I've done is, um, you know, I've said no a thousand times more than I ever did. That was step number one. Um, step number two, I really picked up a spiritual and a meditation process. Um, you know, I use transcendental meditation. I meditate twice a day for 20 minutes and, um, that has been the most energizing, centering and important piece of my day now. Um, and you know, I'm, I'm grateful that, that I found it, that it found me, um, that that's been a huge piece. Um, and then, you know, I, I definitely don't hesitate to spoil myself a little bit, like, you know, for a while. And especially when you have a growing business and finances are more insecure, which is not really the place that we're in now, but you know, you hesitate to be able to splurge or to, you know, get that massage or to, you know, take an afternoon and, you know, just take it off. And, you know, I've definitely am in a place now where I feel more confident doing that. And I'm actually probably seeing the returns of investing in myself and having that renewed energy when I come back to my office and back to my team. I love that because so much of taking time for yourself, it doesn't feel natural when you have a growing to-do list and you Mm -hmm. feel like I will feel much better if I get things done on that to-do list. Although the long-term investment of taking care of yourself actually does pay off. So when you do see those payoffs, I think that like makes it so much more gratifying to actually do that. I agree completely. And you know, one of the, one of the most challenging demands of an entrepreneur that is in the creation space. So, you know, whether you're creating content or you're, you know, for us, we're creating experiences that, you know, talk to an individual or a brand, you know, creativity and the demand for creativity is so real. And it is one of the most challenging things to do when you're drinking from a fire hose. Mm -hmm. Like when you're, when you've got somebody in your office, 24 seven and your phone is going 24 seven and you just feel like you can't take a breath. How do you allow your mind to 
have any real deep thought about something meaningful. And, um, you know, that's also really been a pivotal thing for me to, you know, allow myself to have have the time to consider and have the space to to kind of nurture those creative endeavors. And, you know, to me, that's that's what makes our business. Um, you know, that's that's the magic sauce, as I call it. But I had mm-hmm. to teach myself that, like, I can't be in the fire all the time and still create what I need to create. So, you know, I I take my I live in Louisville and I take myself to the Speed Art Museum all the time. Yes. Quiet. And um, I take a walk. And, you know, there are times that I walk through and I'm really consuming pieces. And there are times that I just walk through and it's the quiet and it's the open space. And it's that there's like not 20,000 pieces of paper (laughs) on my desk or that I feel uh, the pressure not to be on my cell phone. And, you know, sometimes you have to put yourselves in those scenario, the, the scenarios to really, you know, give that space. And, you know, that's also been like a great part of my kind of creative practice. And I needed to practice like a lot of self-love and a lot of protection to be able to get to that creative space. And to be able to meditate. I mean, that's hard. People think like, oh, I mean, that could be the easiest thing to do in the world, but it's tough. Yeah. You know, and I think that there's so many different types of meditation and, you know, there's, there's focus, there's breath there. I mean, you know, there's concentrate. I mean, you can go on and on and on, on the ways to meditate. Um, and that's really where I feel like, you know, not to like get on a bandwagon, but that's where transcendental meditation has been so pivotal to me because it's actually really simple. Um, you know, it's a, it's a mind trick if you will, that allows you to, to transcend. Um, and so, you know, finding the practice that worked for me and really focusing on that has also been hugely helpful. So for anybody that says, um, you know, meditation is meditation, super tough. Um, you know, consistency to me is what's tough about the meditation, but I think that there's a practice that works for everyone and we're all going to the same place. Like every single meditation, every single practice gets you to that place. It's just finding, finding the right road for you and how your mind works and what your, you know, circuitry is and, you know, how your neurons fire. And, you know, I think that I would just encourage somebody to like open up their book on and do a little investigative research on, on what the best form of meditation is. Cause you know, there's a lot of, there's a lot of different avenues out there, but again, it all gets you to the same place. And so it's just about getting there and however it works, it doesn't matter. Very cool. So mom of three, Leader yeah. to your team. Yeah. You are not ashamed of outsourcing when needed. And I love no. that. So talk Thank to us you. about how that how you've done that to build your team. Yeah. So you know, and we're in the process of building more to our team right now. Um, in terms of, you know, hiring some more staff. We've had incredible, oh my God, like life changing opportunities roll across um our desks in the past month or so. And um, you know, there's always that conversation of what comes first. It's like a chicken or an egg. Like, do I build it? because I kind of see it coming or do I wait until it's here? And I think that, you know, I have been more successful ultimately following my intuition and my gut and really building it before I necessarily needed it. And, you know, that doesn't happen all the time. I can speak to the ways that we've outsourced in our home and in our kind of family village and 
that happened way, way after we needed it. We should have done it long before. Um, but yeah, I'm, I'm like a, I'm a no shame outsourcer or a, a no shame hirer. Um, and you know, I, it's, it's really, it's complicated, but I think that part of it is just assessing for me, assessing what's, what I'm not doing my best at, or, or what is, what is really dragging me that I can give to somebody else. Cause again, you know, my focus these days is really maintaining and carving out that space for creativity and also for leadership. Um, and so, Sometimes you just have to go and just be present with yourself and as you're working through your inbox and when you feel yourself start to sweat or you want to get up from your seat and because you're having to do something that you're like, shoot, I just don't want to do this, you know, do that enough. And then you go, okay, like who could I, who can I put on this team? Like Mm -hmm. I need to be doing the things that I'm really darn good at and who can I put here that's really darn good at this that will, um, will support us in that role. And, you know, the, the chicken and the egg thing is tough. The finances of it is really tough. Um, you know, one of the things, and one of the ways that I've incorporated that into my home is like, I'm, I'm not a, I'm not a domestic goddess. I actually, I listened to the, to the Rachel and Megan show and like my admiration for them. And I know that they would say, Oh, Lauren, we're not domestic goddesses either. (laughs) But like, the joy that they get from home, from really being home is, is not true to me. Um, and you know, I don't get a lot of joy out of cooking dinner. I don't get a lot of joy out of, um, you know, making our, our nest. And, um, you know, I think that there's a lot of moms out there. Maybe this is my vulnerability. Like, I I don't know how people are going to react to that, but it, my life got exponentially better when I said, I want to be with my kids. I want to roll on the floor with them. I want to put them to bed. I want to read books. Those are the things I want to do. But the demands of the home for me in balancing out my career demands and where my joy is entrepreneurially, I can't be doing laundry anymore. And I can't be cooking dinner anymore. And I can't be, you know, balancing you know, the, the rigmarole of, of all this kind of home domestic stuff that just wears me down. So enters Miss Jackie. Um, and she's been an incredible support for us. You know, our kids are now in school every day till two 30, but she joins us from 11 to seven every day. So she comes up, she comes in, she's got two and a half hours to do whatever home things need to be done, which is laundry, changing the beds, you know, cleaning the house. She picks up the kids at two 30 and Nick and I, um, you know, we both cruise in between five 30 and six and she's got dinner on the table for us. And, you know, that sounds extravagant and for sure it's been an investment, but for us, it really allowed us to do the things that we wanted to do, which is to sit down and actually have dinner with our kids and not be so stressed that I lit something on fire in the oven, which I've been known to do (laughs) to, you know, to just do the things that were important. So yeah, I'm a shameless outsourcer, but uh, you know, I don't know. Any questions on that? Any, any way I can elaborate for you guys? No, I I love that you are vulnerable in what you feel and, and say. And I think that's the true heart of the message that I'm trying to share in that whatever works for you is whatever works for you. And just because it doesn't work for somebody else or they don't feel like that's what they need to do, 
it does not make you any less invalidated for wanting to do that. Absolutely. So, I mean, that's the thing. You just, whatever you need to do to make it work, that's what you got to do. Life yeah. is too short. It is. And, you know, I finding that balance is so hard because, you know, society and the message, especially for women, you know, still in the days of, you know, Sheryl Sandberg and leaning in and doing all these amazing things, you know, especially where we are, you know, geographically in the world, there's you know, there's not a lot of women out there that feel super confident with saying like, you know, I love being a mom, but like the house stuff is not my thing. And like, I'm really okay with it. Or, I, you know, I actually just want to be a mom. Like it, it, not that we all get to pick and choose. Cause that's a, that's a, not a realistic idea. And, you know, I'm, I'm very, um, aware of the demands of motherhood and, you know, not getting to like turn off my kids, but just kind of saying like, this is, this is my strengths and my sweet spot and I'm going to set up life. So it works for us. But you know, that's not an idea that's generally supported or championed in the marketplace right now. Mm -hmm. Um, and you know, that's, you know, that was probably one of the main reasons I was so attracted to your podcast because I just feel like there's so many moms out there that need to hear like, it is okay that mm -hmm. you, you can love your kids and be a really good mom, but you don't have to, you know, you don't have to be in the minutia of the perfect house and the homemaker thing while still trying to do a business too. It's just not realistic. I, re I mean, sometimes I wonder how I'm not a mom, so I look at my friends that are moms. I don't know how they have enough hours in the day to make it all happen. So that pressure, I'm sure, is just um, compounding upon that. Um, so, yeah, for somebody to just say, it's going to be okay, and you don't have to do all the things. Yeah. It's like we all just need to be absolved, you know, and um, and we're getting there, like slowly but surely. But um, you know, it's definitely a journey. And I think the biggest piece of that journey is absolving yourself, you know, and that's like, it's something that I still struggle with. You know, it's something that still, um, you know, I'll, I'll occasionally get that twinge in my throat because I feel like society is telling me that I need to be different. Um, and you know, there's, there's that internal pressure of like, am I missing it? Like, am I, am I going to regret it? And, mm -hmm. you know, you have to just stay <clears throat> true to, you know, true to what lights your soul on fire. But, you know, it's, it's hard. It's really hard some days. Well, talking about what's hard and talking about your journey. Yeah. What has been the hardest part from that getting out of college during the recession all yeah. the way until today, building two huge companies? What's been yeah. the hardest part for you? Oh, you know, I would probably answer that question differently every single day. Um, and you know, the, the struggle of the struggle of the unknown is very real. Um, and when you, when you have a feeling that you're going the right way, but you know, you want to question yourself and you want to look at what everyone else is doing. And, you know, we're just, we're only human. So it's very natural for us to say like, okay, like this was this person's road and like that seemed to make sense. And, but there's something about their journey that doesn't resonate with me. And, you know, I think the hardest part, but also what I would say is really the most rewarding part is just really learning to trust and know yourself and trust and know your intuition. And, um, you know, we make decisions 
all the time, you know, based upon what's logical. And it's like, you know, the, the ROI is going to be this and the customer is this. And, you know, the, the roadmap is very clear. But if there's something in there that gets your gut, you know, learning to trust your gut has probably been one of the harder pieces and it's, and it's a practice. And, you know, we're actually, we're going through something right now, which my gut absolutely told me that it wasn't, it wasn't perfect and that it may have happened like this. And I didn't listen. And so, you know, the, the lessons, the hard part is when, when I wish that I would have, and I didn't, but, um, you know, there's just, you know, that's probably the harder challenge is just learning how to trust yourself and, you know, learning from your lessons because, oh my God, there are so many, you know, I learn a lesson every day still, every single day. I learn a management lesson. I learn a mom lesson. Um, and you know, just taking that, filing it away, not having a whole lot of judgment about it, but just, you know, stepping back to observe and, and really, you know, get, a true keen feeling of your intuition and, and learning to honor that has probably been the hardest part of my journey. So on the flip side of that, Mm -hmm. what's been the most enjoyable part? Yeah. So, um, without a doubt, like this is one thing that I don't have to think about building my team and nurturing my team is absolutely the joy of my life. And to, to be able to, have these businesses that are able to financially support wonderful families and um, really invest in their lives is absolutely the joy of my whole life. And, you know, that I get to do that and doing something that in turn I am so passionate about and I love so deeply and for my passion to be able to support people like that is just absolutely not lost on me ever. Like it is just the the most amazing thing to see that like, you know, what you're doing and what you love is really enriching other people's lives and supporting their families. It's so cool. So I know we talked about the resources that you use to get from point A in the morning to point B in the evening. Mm -hmm. As a planner though, how do you balance everything in your life? Do you have to plan it out? So, um, so this is funny, uh, you know, the cobbler, you know, with no shoes idea is, I think, very true. Um, you know, there's a reason that that adage exists. So, you know, I live by my calendar. Absolutely. If it's not, if it's not on there, if it's not in, you know, in the internet and I don't have something telling me what to do, it absolutely does not get done. So I've learned and invested in the tools that I need to do that. But I also, I also just take it 24 hours at a time every single day. And my team has learned that, you know, they'll, I probably say almost every day to somebody, um, I'm I'm not there yet. That's tomorrow, you know, and, and that's really how I live, how I live my life. Because if I, oh my God, if I allowed myself to be consumed in something four days from now, two months from now, two weeks from now, you know, in the scope of what it requires for me. I would literally short circuit and my heart would explode in a moment. So (laughs) I just, I live 24 hours at a time. And even at four o'clock in the afternoon, if somebody was talking to me about tomorrow, I would say, I'm I'm not quite there yet. 
Like I just have to be super present in the now. Um, and it's, it's really a protective measure more than anything, but I also, you know, what's allowed me to do that is that I have this amazing team that's thinking far beyond and helping support me. Um, and so we have a really great balance. You know, I've learned to be able to help help myself be in the present and not freak out because I've got other people that are, you know, a little bit more future thinking than I am. So that's been that's been great. But yeah, I, I'm not I'm not that I'm not that terrific of a of a planner at home, to be honest. Like we're just we're just making it happen every day and Well, and to your point, that's why you hire people at work that can do those things at work because yeah. if that's not something that you want to be doing or enjoy and wake up and think I can't wait to plan that out then hire somebody else to do it yeah totally 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 so what what are some things that you wish you could be doing more of oh I mean I always want to be creating more um you know I wish that you know, there are times that I'll hit a creative block and I've recently, I love oil painting. It's like not something that I'm incredibly talented at, but it really as a medium allows me to, um, you know, get in that flow state, which I, you know, I don't know if you know about flow, but it's, you know, it's the part where your, your brain settles down and you're really able to just, kind of be super present. And it's, to me, it's very similar to meditation in a lot of ways, but, you know, I would love to be painting more. Um, you know, that's something that I'm, that I'm not doing as much. Um, and you know, I would, I would love to have a little more friend time if I was being super honest, you know, that's one thing you cannot outsource is friendship. Um, and my world has gotten much smaller. Um, you know, we have, oh my God, so many acquaintances and, you know, that's been a huge blessing in my business. You know, we can't go to Kroger, we can't go anywhere without seeing somebody, but my real friends, you know, I have, I have two or three that are like my, my real friends and they know my life and, you know, we still text all the time, but you know, one of my personal goals and one thing that I wish that I could improve on is just like getting, getting more of that FaceTime because, you know, in the world of a quick text message or how's your day or hearing that a friend had, you know, something, something upsetting happened with, you know, her parents or something like that. Being present and face to face to that is so different than, you know, than living via text message and loving somebody from afar. And that's probably the one area of my life that I feel like I really need to, you know, invest in and keep, keep working on. But it's also, it's hard because you've got a family and you got, I've got my home family and I've got my work family and they both really need me. And so in choosing, you know, choosing that I'm, uh, you know, I'm also saying no to something else. So that's been, that's been hard. And I think still a big part of my journey is to, to nurture those more. True friends are just gold, though. I mean, they are. And, and like you said, that's something that cannot be outsourced. Um, no. But I, I do think that's one area where most of us do struggle because when you need them, they're there. Mm-hmm. And when life is going a million miles per hour, that they're the last ones you think of because you know they'll be there. Yes. Yes. It's something to take for granted very easily. Um, and you know, that's the true test of important long-term friendship is just, you know, knowing that every, everything has its season, but, um, you know, there's, there's nothing more important than, than showing up. What is next for Lauren? 
Oh my gosh. So, um, yeah, that's a, that's a great question. And I think the beauty of it is that I, I don't exactly know. Um, you know, we are, we are very focused on growing, growing Olio. Um, you know, Olio event group just caters to the corporate market and it has been such an incredible transition and to see its growth has been absolutely amazing. And, you know, what we're finding is that everything that we loved about the corp or about the social market, which is that authentic relationship and, you know, really incredible creativity and highly experiential and, um, you know, super custom, that idea that we've always had in the leisure market, the corporate market is starving for. And it's really, you know, given us a cool avenue. And, you know, it's, I think, part of why we've been so incredibly well received. But, you know, we're, we're focused on growing that we're getting ready to um, remodel our house, because I needed another project like a whole <laughs> of my head. Um, so yeah, you know, follow along on that journey, because I can't even imagine we're moving out. Thank God, there was the debate on to live in the house renovation or not to and we're moving out. So um, that's a good, a good, a good lesson in protecting your sanity and being a little selfish by saying we're not going to live in a construction zone with, uh, three kids and a dog. Um, and what else is coming? I mean, I, I want to, I really want to travel more. Um, you know, it's, it's been, you know, that's for my husband and I, I think something that we have really learned that we enjoy together is to travel and we're trying to find that balance. We both travel a lot for work, but not necessarily together. Um, and so finding opportunities for us to travel together. And then also our kids are so darn close. Like we're almost out of diapers. Like we're, we can almost see the light. Like we almost don't need a stroller every single time we leave, you know? Mm. So we have this very romantic idea that like traveling as a family is like about to be, just a lot more feasible and yes. not so um, godforsaken draining. And so like, I think as a, as a family unit, that's something that we're really looking forward to is just like kind of getting over that hurdle where everybody goes potty <laughs> in a potty and we might be able to actually go somewhere without, you know, bringing the third world with us is like awesome. So, um, you know, those are my, those are my mom goals and my business goals, but yeah, I think that's where we're going and it's, you know, the future is real bright. It's going to be awesome. Uh, I would encourage everybody to follow along with your Insta stories because you do a great job of, especially on like a build day for yeah. one of your events, like showing the event come to life and from start to finish and all the little pieces that go into making it happen. So I think those are so fascinating. I'm so glad you do it. So keep it up. Oh, um, thank you. I know I, sometimes I fall on, on and off the Insta story bandwagon, but whenever I'm off, I get this like flood of people going, where the heck are you? And I'm like, I'm <laughs> yeah. back. Okay. So, um, yeah, that's, thank you. We, it's really fun to watch and it's been, it's really actually, you, you know, we're so in the trenches in that moment where we're doing these installations and, you know, really like dealing with them. I mean, oh my God, you cannot be more present. Like you've got, you know, 10,000 square feet and 200 contractors. And, you know, I mean, you're just like at war almost, you know, mm -hmm. and to go back and for me to be able to watch it myself is kind of amazing. I'm like, holy, excuse me. <laughs> you know what? we did that. Right. Like, 
wild. So it's been a real joy for me to like document my life in that way because to a certain extent you kind of block it out. Like it, it's so much that you don't remember. Um, and so that's been like technology has been really cool in that regard to, to kind of, you know, remember where you went and how it was. Well, you have been a joy to talk to Lauren and you've oh, given us such like you. good reminders and, um, the forgiveness of life and just saying it's okay and move on and roll with it. We're rolling every day, 24 hours at a time. That's my, that's my motto. Just live 24 hours at a time. (laughs) You've been listening to Selfish. You can find show notes on SelfishThePodcast.com. If you like what you hear, please tell a friend about Selfish and make sure you subscribe wherever you get your podcasts. (laughs) 